Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Editor Luke here little problem with the show i left my fan on so the first 40 minutes or so uh there's a fan in the background sorry about that hello ladies and uh, gentlemen all people from all ages no you have to be 18 plus to listen to this podcast because this will be an explicit podcast but let's first say hello to the man that I have soon had this podcast with for five years. Hello, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Yeah, and this is an NC-17 podcast, apparently. Hi, everybody from the Twitch community. Very nice to have you here. You're more than welcome. Yes, I have spammed all your channels with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice to meet you all on Discord. <laughs> so, hello uh, everybody from Twitch. That was the first one. Uh, have, hi everybody from the Marble and uh, uh, Jackbox. Gosh, I have played so much Jackbox this week. It's not even funny. I got a big problem this week. Uh, I got teriyaki sauce on my notes. So my notes are all sticky, Fro. I got sticky notes. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't... I, I think your problem is more devastating <laughs> to this podcast than uh, my problem. Right. Is uh, that funny enough? Yeah, I got... I'm going to stick things to my notes. But my notes are tasty now, though. They taste kind of sweet and teriyaki Let's go into the news. Because we have this uh, quack quack uh, virus in China, maybe, again. Uh, that's exactly what we need, is a new corona. So let's go with the flu virus with the pandemic potentials in China. Thanks to Pig. Yeah, so kind of like a swine flu it's sounding like, uh, which we've mm -hmm. kind of dealt with before, but this is looking like it could be worse. Possibly a new strain of the flu that has potential to become a pandemic has been identified Ooh. in China, uh, which is kind of good because it means they're getting ahead of it, you know what I mean? Uh, it emerged recently and is carried by pigs, but can infect humans, they say. Humans and pigs are pretty analogous, actually, if you ever watch Mythbusters. Yeah. Uh, researchers yes. are concerned <laughs> that it could m mutate further so that it can spread easily from person to person and then trigger a global outbreak. While it is not an immediate problem, they say it has all the hallmarks of becoming a problem and highly adaptable to infect humans uh, and needs to be closely monitored. Yeah, I mean, uh, they gave a warning about uh, the coronavirus. People were saying that, oh, it's not going to be a big thing, and look where we are now. So, maybe people should be a little more worried about this than people are. Well, I think the because one thing that... What, what we don't need is a double pandemic in this world. The one thing about COVID is we didn't know about it until it was already a... It was already going over to humans, right? And then we were warned right. about it, where this one is still... It hasn't gotten to the stage where it can transfer yet, but it's it's trying to. It's like 
it's breeding and uh, it really wants to <laughs> yeah it's trying to get to the point where it can get away from the pigs so that it can have a yeah. new host uh, it looks like it is related to the h1n1 or swine flu it says the virus is called a h1n1 pdm09 uh so it's like a it's it's yeah. another variant of the h1n1 swine flu um did you have ever had the bird flu shot by the way you probably not. Probably not, no. Okay. I took it when it came out. That was so many years ago, I really don't remember. Uh, it's so many years ago. I still remember my B BCG, and that's how old I am. Anyway, uh, EU opens its border up to 14 nations, but not U.S. tourists. Uh, no shock here. Uh, the European Union will reopen its borders uh, to travelers from 14 countries and possible China soon. Uh, um, they announced it on Tuesday, uh, but most Americans has been refused entry at least another two weeks uh, due to soaring coronavirus infections in the U.S. At least As another Europe. two weeks, right? Yes, at least. Uh, so... Uh, People from Algeria, Australia, Canada, 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 the new country, Canada, Canadian uh, clear, Georgia, yeah. <laughs> yes, Georgia, uh, Japan, Montenegro, Morocco, New Zealand, Rwanda, Serbia, South Korea, Thailand, Tunisia, and Uruguay are uh, some of the non-European countries. I feel like the reason a lot of the things that the government has done here to, like, um, start back the up the economy or whatever or stop the lockdowns was they, it was a reaction to other countries being ahead of us as far as, right. uh, the like, lower death rates, um, more testing, all these other things. Right. And so we didn't want... Like, our government's so dumb, they're like, oh, we don't want to look bad, so we're going to pretend like we're at the same level as the rest of the country because we don't want to be the right. one that's, you know, way behind. And now it's clear that they don't care if you lie about being way behind because the EU clearly knows that we're way behind. And, and, and it is uh, the same in Norway as well. Uh, we have opened up to uh, a lot of countries. Still not Sweden, though. Um... And they say that will probably take a little while to it opens up to Sweden. I mean, we talked about that before, so it doesn't really surprise me that uh, they are not willing to open up to Sweden, I guess. It says non-EU citizens who are already living in Europe are not included in the ban from Europe. So if you're if you're already right. living there, they're not going to kick you out. So don't worry about that. Uh and and we have we have kind of strange rules being outside of the EU. Believe it or not, Norway is not in the EU for everybody that doesn't know. Right. Yeah. So uh, so uh, uh, we have something called the Schengen deal, and the Schengen deal has more border control uh, than the EU deal. So it would be harder. I think it would be harder for me to go to other EU countries, but I'm. I, I'm I'm saying that on a hunch and not a, a fact. Well, this article says that it, uh, countries are going to 
uh, be added and then drop off the list depending on test, right. like how the testing on, on looks, testing, right? Yeah. So this list that you just read could change over the next few weeks or months or whatever else. Right. Probably will change, actually. And it, and the thing is, if we, if we see a soaring of another virus, I think there will be faster closing this time. At least I hope so. I mean, that's that's what happened this time, that they didn't close fast enough. I mean, if everybody closed down fast enough, it wouldn't be as big as the problem is, or was, I should say. Well, still is here in America. Uh, speaking of the EU, wow. uh, EU condemns envoy expulsion from Venezuela uh, and warns of isolation. The, the EU condemned Tuesday the decision by the Venezuelan president to expel... Uh, the EU blocks envoy calling for Caracas to reverse its move and summoned, oh, and summoning Venezuela's ambassador to the EU headquarters. Uh, Maduro's decision on Monday to give the EU envoy 72 hours to leave the country followed a fresh European financial sanctions on the Venezuelans officials who the bloc accuses of hindering in Venezuela's National Assembly. The EU firmly condemns this decision and profoundly regrets further international isolation that re result from it, uh, the 27 governments of the right. bloc said. Uh, separately, the EU said it would summon the Venezuelan ambassador in Brussels. The bloc's foreign p policy chief said on Twitter that he would take unusual, oh, the usual necessary measures, measures of reciprocity, meaning he's going to, if they do this, there's going to be consequences, is what he's saying. Right, right. I, uh, I mean, this whole Venezuela thing is kind of uh, uh, complicated in my eyes. I mean, I don't think it's complicated whole... at all because read if you read this paragraph, the EU believes opposition leader Juan Guaido is the rightful congressional congressional president following his election. Right. Uh, which his but election we, was we, coming out and going. Guess what? I'm the president, everybody. I'm president now. Right. That's not how an election works. <laughs> and we don't agree on that, so... Uh, but but I, I, I find it... Uh, I guess I find it a little confusing because the, the, the EU is, is being so supportive of somebody that didn't win. That's, that's what's well, maybe confusing me more. They're backing the US attempt to overtake this country. Remember... When we sent yeah, those troops down there and they got caught trying to overthrow the government, it's not like we I don't do. know this is happening. And the EU is clearly no, no. on the side of the Trump government. Uh, talking about the Trump uh, And Trump Nancy Trump Pelosi, Trump? by the way, and not just the Trump government. <laughs> no, that's true. Nancy Pelosi is the Trump government. Uh, I said it, not you. Uh, but you're talking about Mr. Trumpy Lump. Uh, guess what? He needs to not go to uh, Iran because he will definitely be arrested because there is a arrest warrant out for him. Uh, the, uh, Iran has issued an arrest warrant and asked Interpol for help detaining Donald Trump and, dozen, <laughs> and dozens of others believed to have carried out the U.S. drone strike that killed top Iranian general uh, in Baghdad which we covered when it happened. Interpol later said that it would, wouldn't consider Iran, Iran... would not consider Iran's request, meaning Trump faces no danger of arrest. However, the charges underscored the heightened Aww. tensions between Iran and the United States. 
since Trump unilaterally withdrew from the nuclear deal. Right. Uh, you know who I feel bad for in this situation is Interpol. It's like, why do you drag me into this? I never wanted to be dragged into this, Interpol said. <laughs> it's like using Interpol as a chess piece in this. It's kind of childish. Yeah, it says that they didn't actually... I guess this was from there. It says Interpol has no requirement for making any notices to the public, though some do get published right. on its website, and that's how we found out about this. Right. It would be a little too big not to publicize stuff. I think Interpol would be like, fuck, what are we going to do now? <laughs> they have to take a stance. And I mean... Even though I think Trump Lump should be thrown out of the White House in any way we could, and I, I don't want him to be killed in Iran, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I didn't know that was the end of your sentence. Uh, yeah, but I think when the Soleimani thing happened, that was the thing where I was like, this right. is the real reason to impeach the guy. This is a war crime. This is right. like an international is, war crime yeah. that multiple people... Um, I don't know. We're behind not only Trump, but uh, all the all of his advisors and people who put that put that list in front of him. Were like, these are the ways we could retaliate against Iran. Somebody wrote that list. Somebody put Kill Soleimani on that list. So that right. person should also be in trouble. It says the U.S. killed Soleimani, who oversaw the Revolutionary National Guard, uh, and others in January in a strike at Baghdad International Airport. Right. The problem for me is that the Iran still has the death penalty, and to be honest, I think they would be more than happy to hang Mr. Trump. We have and, the death uh, penalty in America. I know, okay. and I was just going to say that. But but uh, but uh, and it's not only you and Iran either. It's Saudi Arabia and some other countries. But yeah, no, uh, <laughs> it's it. I do think he should be set uh, for trial, but I, I don't want him to be jailed in Iran because I don't want him to be shot. Here, here's the thing: people that get shot get martyrdom. Like we 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 still uh, think of JFK as this very nice guy that got shot. I mean, he he is one of the most glorified human beings on on earth. Uh, a former president, and I'm I'm sure he did some shitty things, but we don't remember that. We remember that he got shot in Dallas. Right. That's all. We I mean, remember. he did a lot of good things. He was also kind of a womanizer and things like that. But right. uh, yeah. yeah, you do remember people more fondly if they die doing something that you see as positive, right? Um, right. I don't think Trump's going to be shot in Iran. I don't think that's happening anytime soon, though, so... Eh, uh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe he will be shot in Russia? No, that's right. He worked with Russia. I forgot about that. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I, th I think we're getting away from that. Well, people are trying to spin this as that is the case, right? Okay, so White House uh, says no intelligence community consensus on Russia offering bounty to kill U.S. troops. Uh, in the intelligence community, there's no 
consensus about Russia offering Taliban-linked militias bounties to attack U.S. troops, White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnery said Monday. So this is coming from the White House. Differing opinions meant that the information would not have been elevated to President Donald Trump until it was verified, she reports uh, at a White House briefing. Uh, right. The report said Trump and the White House have known for months about the findings, though, and have not authorized any response. McHenry said Monday that neither Trump nor Vice President Pence was briefed about the allegations. All right, what do you think yeah. about this whole situation? I really think this bound is very, very, very unclever out of Russia to do this. I don't see any proof. We haven't gotten any proof yet that this actually is true. Right. I mean, here's it's from... But it, I, I said this is a This is a letter from the Secretary of Defense uh, Fro. Mm. It says, although the Department of Defense has no corroborating evidence, at this time the recent allegations regarding maligned activity by the Russian personnel against U.S. forces in Afghanistan... I want to ensure our service members that the department takes it very seriously, any potential threats against U.S. military personnel. So there is no co corroborating evidence at this time to validate any of these allegations. I hope it's not true. And if it's true, it's not a clever move because it's not bringing more... It's probably true. Peace. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying there's no evidence that it is true. Um, right, right. But this is a war, Fro. This is Afghanistan. This, they're yeah. killing... So you're saying some one side of troops was being paid to kill another side of troops? Right. I, I think that's what we do with our army. We pay them to kill p people all over the world, right? <laughs> so I don't, right. Think I don't think we're on the moral high ground in this scenario. <laughs> no. no. Right? Does that make sense to you? I mean, I mean we, we paid the no, no. Mujahideen in... in Afghanistan and Iraq to try to overthrow those governments in the 80s, right? So, how is that any right. different? For people that doesn't know me, I am a pacifist, so war talk for me is kind of like, uh, but but I I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't say that that uh, it is like the Norwegian government as well when they send troops uh, to Afghanistan some years ago to, to help down there. I was against that because I, I think that's not the uh, responsibility of Norwegian government to try to uh, go down there and help people. Like You know that saying, give uh, a man a fishing pole and he will have fish for his whole life. Like, train him to fish. I, I'm very like that. Like, keep keep a distance, try to help in other ways instead of, like, sell, send, sending military. Military is never a good use of anything. Well, you know what's happening right now is uh, we're in the middle of talks with the Taliban, peace talks. The U.S. government right. is involved in uh, peace talks there. Um, this, they're saying, is happening in Afghanistan where we're having those peace talks, where Trump is also trying to pull troops out right now. Uh, right. He wants to pull right. thousands of troops out of Afghanistan, which has been a war for almost 20 years, probably uh, just under 20 years is my guess. So, all of a sudden, this comes out that uh, Russia's paying these Afghani militants 
and it's coming from anonymous U.S. officials, U.S. intelligence right. officials. So we don't have any confirmation right. of who it's coming from or if those people are credible or anything like that. There's no reason to take any of this seriously, Fro. Yeah, no, I hope not. Um, Israel. Uh, one of the places I really want to visit if it wasn't that fucking filled with suicide bombers. Yes, I said it. Uh, Israel orders a US-based Christian TV channel off-air. Uh, why? Regulators from Israel said on Sunday they announced the order... They ordered a US-based evangelical broadcaster taken off the air, saying the channel hid its missionary agenda when it applied for a license. Uh, in the decision... Astor Bitten, the chairman of the Cable and Satellite Broadcasting Council, said he had informed God TV. So you didn't see the missionary? <laughs> when you signed up the guys with God TV, you were like, there may be some missionary capabilities of this channel. <laughs> On Thursday, that it had seven, day seven days to stop broadcasting. That's how long it took to create uh, the Earth, bro. Um, yeah. The channel appeals to Jews. All the similarities. <laughs> the channel appeals to Jews with Christian content, he wrote. It, its original request uh, stated that it was a station station that was supposed to be targeting the Christian population of Israel. The decision was first reported <laughs> by Heretz Daily. The controversy over God TV station has put Israel and its evangelical Christian supporters in an awkward position, exposing yeah. tensions between the two sides uh, that have long been papered over, which we've talked a lot about, like, uh, the yeah. evangelical Christian right here in America backing yes. the Israeli right-wing government and things like that. Yeah. yeah. There's a group called Christians for Jews that uh, are, are maybe one of the worst groups in the entire world when it comes to that. It says evangelical Christians, particularly in the United States, are among the strongest supporters of Israel, viewing it as a fulfillment yeah. of biblical prophecy. Some see it as a harbinger yep. of the second coming of the Jesus Christ and the end of days, which I believe is what Trump and Pence have been trying to do this whole time. They're trying to bring around the end of days. <laughs> Sounds like a joke, but I'm not even joking. I'm pretty sure they want Jesus to come back, and that's why they're all about annexing everybody from Israel, getting all the uh, Muslims out of Israel. It's supposed to just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, bringing the, the, the return of Jesus is... Uh, prophesized as it's when all the Jews return to Israel, right? So, so they're listening to the Jesus take the wheel on blast in the White House, <laughs> like all the time. Well, they're reading parents. that little book that they give out to the family about Jesus is what's really happening. <sighs> that little little book. Is it? Uh, uh, I was going to make a joke, but I. Uh, they really didn't remember his name. Is the the red book by Mai Song? Is that? I I don't know. I don't get the reference. <laughs> it's the communist manifest, isn't it? The red little book. Isn't I don't think so. The, red the communist manifesto. I think so. Yeah. I I didn't know it was red. A Louisiana man is charged after swimming in a Bass Pro Shop fish tank, Fro, uh, for TikTok, okay. apparently. Police okay. in Louisiana were able to reel, reel in a man. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, for WWL CBS, you are so funny. Uh, police oh, in Louisiana oh. were able to reel in a man captured on video swimming through a fish tank at a sporting goods store. Reports uh, that 26-year-old Kevin Wise said he plunged into the indoor aquarium at Bass Pro Shop last week to follow through on a promise he made on social media. He said that if he got 2,000 likes, he would jump in the tank. Uh, I ended up getting way, or I got way more than that, and I didn't want to be a liar, he said. The video posted by an onlooker shows wives wise swimming through the tank and running out of the store with wet clothes. Uh, the Boozer City... Boozer? Bosser. City police charged Wise with simple criminal damage and property... Oh, two property on Friday after the company filed a complaint. Wow. Would you do this at SeaWorld? SeaWorld? No. Bass Pro Shop, I, think that, I don't think they're going to have any deadly animals in the tank, though. Probably. <laughs> you want to watch the video? It's down there at the bottom. It's only 30 seconds long. I really want to watch the video of the video of this, yes. Okay, I'm going to send you the video. You ready? Yes. There's, there's the video. I'll read a little bit. It says here, uh, what in the world is going on here? A guy went for a swim in a bro Bass Pro Shop fish tank. Uh, he left behind his coronavirus mask and his hat uh, after running away, apparently. So let's see this 30-second video, Frog. <laughs> you may count down whenever you're yeah. ready. This is from Bass Pro Shops. I love this. In three, two, one, go. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's naked. Is it? No, he's got yeah. shorts oh. on. They're like jean oh. shorts. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's getting. They're like uh, no, John Zena jean shorts. Yeah. Oh, he's stuck. <laughs> okay, how old is this kid? I'm going to say around 16. No, look at him. He's uh, way older than that. Look at the beard on that guy. This is interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I need to see the ending of that again. Okay. Hold on. Let me see if I can find... Oh, yeah. 26 is how, how old he was. Sorry? 26, it says in the article. Oh, 26. Okay, okay. Yeah, I see him with... That's a big beard as well. Handsome devil. Okay. Uh, somebody else that was trying to uh, troll people a little bit. Sasha Baron Cohen this week, which I'm sure a lot of people heard yeah. about. It didn't work. <laughs> I'm well, just kinda. thinking, this is the first time I remember from any of his shows, including, you know, way back in the day, the Ali G show was probably before there were, like, cell phone cameras. As my, yeah, had mm -hmm. to have been before there were cell phone cameras. So he wouldn't have ever gotten ca caught for that. The last show, uh, th This Is America? No, We Are America. Uh, what Is America? That's the name of the show. This Is right. America is the song. What Is America? Uh, nobody knew it was coming out, so nobody was looking for him to record it. This one, it clearly, uh, this to me was like the first time he kind of got caught, right? Uh, no, he got caught when he did uh, the movie where he was German uh, uh, gay guy. Oh, when he yeah, but that was a that was like a movie movie, not one of his uh, like what trolley Ali G type movies, right? No, that was a trolley trolley movie. Oh, okay. I thought you were that talking was, about one of his was... other ones, like uh, the Dictator or something like that. 
no, no. When he was the German, uh, like uh, uh, flamboyantly super... gay German guy with yes. like the see-through Bruno. shirt. Bruno. Right. Okay. Bruno. I don't. I don't remember him yeah. getting caught. But yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he got caught at a far-right militant event in in the uh, Washington State here in America. So let's go ahead and watch the video. Uh, give me a countdown when you're ready. In three, two, one. What? So we see two guys, like, seriously loaded up with machine guns walking down the bike path. They're just walking down the bike path. And we hear him in the background. What you got to do? And would you say these people, if I was a little more judgmental than I am, I would say these people are bikers? Uh, I wouldn't say that. Most of them had leather jackets, at least. I think there were a couple guys that we saw at the beginning that had leather jackets that could have been bikers, but, like, uh, a bunch of these guys just look like, you know, standard rednecky type people. <laughs> Rednecky. That's a new word. But yeah, we saw... <laughs> it's kind of a catchy song. I had it stuck in my head this week. Yeah, yeah. Because we saw this from another point of view as well. And there you see it is better than him. This was the first video of it that came out, though. So I figured we'd go with the one that was, like, the original, you know? Right. Yeah. Because there are multiple... There's probably two or three other angles. Two or three other angles of this, so... Yeah, we do! People... He just said, do you want to chop them up like the Saudis or gas them like the Germans? And the lady behind the camera is like, yeah, we do! Wow. I really, really, really hope this is a thing for his new show. It's got to be for the new show, and it's probably going to be a really I good segment. So. You think so? <laughs> but I, I, what I really think happened here... Oh, God, I stopped it there. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of what happened here is I think these people, some I think most of these people didn't know it was him. But what I think happened right. is the people who are singing along thought it was more of like a comedy song, and they're singing along right. to like, oh, this is a funny comedy song. Nobody really actually believes that we, we're gonna do this, but it's right. so hilarious to say that we're gonna chop them up like the Saudis. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so I think that's the way those people saw it. But then when you see it in video form, it becomes a whole different yeah. kind of thing. Uh, yeah. It's possible. Either that or uh, there's a combination. Some of the people were like really believed, hey, I want to uh, yeah. gas them like the Nazis. And there are other people who thought it was a joke. And then there are other people who were just very confused. Clearly, some people knew mm -hmm. it was him. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had so many different angles of people shooting it with their cell phone. Uh, hey. Uh, oh, did you hear how this happened, yes. Fro? Did you hear how this all happened? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. go into that then. Uh, well, uh, uh, they contacted uh, the uh, people of this show just before it 
and pay them a lot of money and just got it on stage and then left. They they paid for um, they paid for the stage as I'm to understand and right. the security. Uh, and so when people realized it was him, some of the people who were, were like put on the event tried to get him off the stage, but he had paid for the right. security, so security wouldn't let the people onto the uh, stage that were the people running the event because the people running in the event didn't pay the security, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, and then yeah. afterwards, they escaped, They had like a rented a ambulance, an ambulance. Oh, an ambulance. They rented an ambulance so they could be discreet and get away quickly. That is funny. He's very smart. He's good at what he does. He is. He is. I think, I hope this will be a new season. One of the best shows. Very underrated show. I think it was my number uh, one last year. Yeah, it was. But uh, look, what is Trondheim going to tell the truth of this week? He just wants to remind you of something. Hello, this is Trondheim Trump of the Truth. I have an early segment said that could come to a time when Europe will stop Americans from entering. That have happened. Americans are now cannot not enter the European Union or Europe in general. That is a big problem, definitely for you. But it's also a result of what you're doing in your own country. I've been also earlier on about when you politicize everything. Yes, you politicize science. As a Rand Paul hard against the vaccine expert from the White House. But again, when you politicize even science and make it versus left versus right, you have a big problem. The biggest problem you know now are you politicize where you're using a mask. Yes, a mask who can save you from getting the virus, who also can protect you and also pr protect other people. Because even you don't have the disease and they'll make harm on you, well, it can make harm on others. I think you come to a situation where we don't give a shit about you anymore. This is your problem. And it's going to be your mess to deal with. I've no, I think, sorry for that. And there's a lot of Americans who could, I love, and I, I'm make the country better. But, again, Trump cannot deny Europe to do this because he said, America first, and I hope everybody else follows. Yes, European Europe has come out to come out to the stand that Europe first. Yeah, that is the fact. The fact is also, do you really think it matters who wins in November? Do you really think that if you can't get Bernie Sanders, everything the other combat is just the same? Well, see again. You're nearly now 130,000 people dead. The expert says it can be even worse. 100,000 can be infected by the disease every day. You can joke about this. Tell this is natural flu season and I don't want to wear a mask because of my precious freedom and so on and so on. But that is the result. And now we're only in July. Guess how it is in November? Still think it's... Do you think, still think that Trump is better than, worse than Hillary or the other way around? Do you still think those two candidates is the same? This is what I warned you against. What do you think is going to happen if Trump wins in November again? Well, he's going to say, oh, it's going to just be exactly the same as Biden get pre become president? Really? 
even the hardcore left must understand that that is not the result. I know Biden's a creep motherfucker, but I'd rather go with the creep, creep motherfucker who got done something about their situation than a fucking fascist, complete fucking moron. This is Tron, with Tron tells the truth. Thank you, Tron. Uh, I think you are a little wrong. Uh, it's not Trump. <laughs> I mean, not that Trump isn't an issue with the whole COVID thing, because he definitely is, but... Right. Yes. He didn't cause COVID. It's not like if Hillary would have gotten in, God would have spared us from COVID-19. Uh, and the reason America's really doing bad is we didn't have universal health care, which is what Bernie Sanders wanted. And Hillary wasn't going to give us universal health care. So that wouldn't have been fixed if we had Hillary in office. So I'm not really sure how having Hillary in there would have changed anything when it comes to COVID-19, except for maybe the fact that we would have tested sooner. But... Even then, initially, if you remember, the problem was we didn't have enough tests. Like, there wasn't enough supplies for enough tests. So, would we have tested more? Probably not, because we wouldn't have had tests even then. So, I don't know. What if God was one of us? (laughs) Just a slob like one of us. Do you remember that song? I do. I remember Christians being very offended by it, even though it was like... Because they thought it me. Uh, uh, un-deified God when it came out. They right. said, oh, it makes God... It, God's not just a normal man. Get a, get that out of here. <laughs> wasn't Jesus... Hey, wasn't sure. Jesus God? Like, wasn't he also the Holy Ghost as well? And a man? Oh, hey. right. <laughs> hey, sharing this podcast is totally free. Uh, we don't ask you for money. We ask you nothing in return. Share this podcast with your friends, your colleagues, everybody that you know. Please do that. It would does help us out. We love a diverse group in our podcast. Like we, I said, we have almost done this now for five fucking years. I have no clue how, but we have <laughs> somehow. Uh, and we would love to do this for five uh, uh, New Year's when that time comes uh, so sharing this podcast really really helps us out so please 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 do that check us Other out on twitter that? uh podcast yeah. at podcast adc on twitter that's at podcast adc on twitter uh on twitter we're part of pod all the time network that's at pod all the time pn uh there's nine other podcasts besides us in the pod all the time network one of those podcasts is i think we're doing it podcast uh, the I think we're doing it podcast where it's okay to not nail it. Uh, <laughs> I see what they did there. That's at I T W D I podcast. We also have a email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Where you will not find me, Steve. <laughs> and uh, But you will find Luke there. He is taking care of it. And uh, you can talk to people like Jeremy and other people. Hi, Jeremy. We know you're listening because we're not talking about the Eurovision Song Contest uh, movie yet. Yet. We will be talking about the Eurovision movie <laughs> later. I said, I said yet. <laughs> I'm warning him now. <laughs> 
<laughs> before it happens. Have we gotten any emails or Facebook comments or anything? Uh, no email this week. I don't believe we had any Facebook comments, but I can double check because I, I didn't double check before the show because I'm dumb. Um, <laughs> have you done this for five years or haven't you? <laughs> uh, Lucas is nope. dumb, by the way. Uh, no comments on the Facebook, but if you want to go there, post underneath the last show. We'll talk about it on the next show. So if you want to post under this show, we'll talk about whatever you have to ask, or if you have a comment about something we said, or if you have a suggestion for a topic or a news story, send it to us there or at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Cool. I think that was enough about us. Uh, Not really. Well, not enough about the podcast. That was what I meant. Um, Because we're going to talk about us a little more because we're going to talk about what we have seen on TV this week. Uh, Luke, let's start with you. Uh, Yeah, something I watched this week on Nick. Not Nickelodeon, the channel Nick. Uh, A sitcom, Fro. For children, mm-hmm. clearly, because it's you know it's on Nick, uh, by right. by one of the greatest directors of our time, Tyler Perry. <laughs> it's called Young Dylan, bro. There's a few episodes of this out. <laughs> yeah, greatest director of all time. I would um, not recommend this show unless you're five, um, or maybe in between <laughs> five and ten years old, but because it's for a very young audience. <laughs> You, Fro, do not like laugh tracks, um, and sometimes no, t- for I me, it's like, it. for in certain sitcoms, it can work as long as it's not overused. This, mm-hmm. they put the laugh track in at the end of every sentence of every line <sighs> read in every single scene. It's like the most overused laugh track I've ever seen, uh, and for that, I'm going to have to give this show a two. Hashtag, I will never, ever watch that show. It's about a little kid who is very, very smart and very back-talky, you know, like every Disney Channel Nickelodeon kid is. He's very smart, but very back-talky to grown-ups, and he's, uh, it's kind of just his journey uh, with his family and his brother and sister and going to school and everything else. Cool. Doom Patrol has started again with season two. The three first episodes are out. I am super duper excited. This looks like a very good continuing of one of the best uh, uh, superhero, well, anti-superhero shows I have seen in my entire life. I am extremely, extremely happy. Uh, Doom Patrol is just amazing. Uh, Season one was definitely one of my favorite uh, seasons of, uh, first seasons of any show. Uh, so, yeah, Doom Patrol Season 2. Good. Uh, eight and a half out of ten. So I saw a Tournament of Laughs on TBS, Fro. Did you see this? Nope. Okay, this is, uh, this is one of the shows this week that was definitely made during quarantine. Um, okay. Because this is a show where they have a bracket, kind of like, you know... Uh, a basketball, a college basketball bracket or something like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it has, yeah. uh, it has 32 different comedians in this bracket. Okay. And each okay. comedian in the bracket has to make a comedy video 
that then they send into the show. So they video, they use their phone or whatever they have at their house. They make a funny video that's like three or four or five minutes long, something like that. And uh, they compete against another comedian, the video, who has the best video. And then it's a bracketed tournament uh, video against video. And each week they have to make a different video. So the first round, they have one video. The second round, they have another video, third round. Right. uh, Right. Um, and it's all done from home, so it's all done social distancing, like, no camera men, they're videotaping themselves. Cool. So I thought it was a really good idea for kind of a, yeah. you know, a, a show you could make wall social distancing. I don't know, overall, I'd probably give it a, you know, a, a five. It's The problem is, the videos that these comedians make, are very few of them were funny. So that's a hindrance to the comedy of the show. I think a lot of these were are stand-up comedians, so they're used to doing stand-up in front of a crowd. They're not used right. to making what is essentially irreverent uh, internet humor type videos. Uh, so some of them who are good at that, those were funny videos. There was a Jeff Ross video that was very funny, and a few other people. There's right. very there's a few very famous comedians that are on there. Uh, it's worth like a check that. out, but. Like I said, I'd give it a five. It's right in the middle. Cool. Uh, another thing that you are not that interested in uh, coming up, uh, Twilight Zone Season 2. Uh, I love oh, right. Season 1. Uh, Luke was a little lukewarm. Uh, see what I did there? Lukewarm. Uh, I used to think that that... When my mom would say that about a bath, I would be like, oh, you mean just for me? Like, there's a specific temperature just for me. I didn't know that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, season two, very, very good this season as well. I just adore uh, the Twilight Zone reboot. Uh, it has uh, ten episodes. I've seen them all. I highly recommend it. Nine and a half out of ten. I saw a show on Netflix called Crazy Delicious, a cooking competition yes, show. You saw this? <laughs> yes, because someone told me about that. <laughs> right. I told you I had watched a couple episodes. Uh, yeah. It's a cooking competition show very similar to yeah. other cooking competition shows where they have different rounds and people but, get eliminated. Right. But Mimi is hosting it. Not actually Mimi from the Drew Carey show. Somebody that just apparently went for that look. I'm not. She's sounds maybe Australian. I don't know. I no clue. She has an accent of some type. I, I have no idea who she but. is or where she's from. But then there are three judges that are called yeah. gods. Um, yep. and they're the whole point of the show is the contestants are offering giving offerings to the gods like offerings of food and it's all supposed to be very unique very new types of food uh overall what do you think of it from i you know me i love cooking shows uh i have a, a very boner thing for for it like cutthroat kitchen is one of my favorite shows of all time uh i i love hell's kitchen all those uh, kitchen nightmare, uh, <laughs> you name it, I've seen it. Um, this is okay. I think it is a little over the top, to be honest. Uh, it's trying very, very hard to be different. It is so trying hard to be different that it's kind of like 
we have seen this formula 6,000 other times. Why are you trying to be so... Uh, or, or what can I call it? So uh, bang with your colors, so glorified with your judges. So like, it, it, it has a very like weird tone for a totally normal cooking show. So I, I will rate it a 5.5. There's something about the judges being gods that really bothers me, as far as, like, yeah, uh, the idea that these people are some type of deity of food, that, like, they know right. they know all and can see all they know when it comes to food. Right. Yeah. Um, that part bothered me, but I think the part that was really bad was they advertised at the beginning that, like, uh, they have this Garden of Eden that has all the food you could ever... Yeah want but the contestants have to go searching around for these different ingredients to make their yeah whatever food but they never really show very well that there's how hard they have to search or if they really have to search at all um it seems like maybe they're even being told where the food is just to get the shot right i was just going to say that it seems like it's very fake yeah Uh, that whole part it, it they wanted it to work but it didn't work um yeah, what else did you see? What did you give it? Oh, I gave it a three. Cool. I saw the last season of maybe the best German show in the entire fucking world. Dark season three. I am so happy. This is one of those very, very, very few times where Netflix has done something incredibly smart. They trusted them uh, very very much, and it paid out perfectly. I am going to say this now. If I was allowed to have uh, things that is in season three as my best of this year, Dark would be there, because I'm giving it a 10 out of 10, and if I could give it a higher, I would probably do that. I just loved ending. I'm very thankful for Netflix trusting them and giving them three seasons at once. It paid out with a bang. A bang. Alright, I saw a show also on TBS and this is also a show that's kind of made during the quarantine, clearly, because instead of the people filming themselves at home this show they sent camera equipment to the house not a camera crew but the equipment to film uh film themselves this is a show called celebrity show off on tbs with mimi balik or mayam bialik right that's her name mayam balik yes from uh from big bang big bang yes it's a show where celebrities from different, it's all over. Like it can be sports stars, music musicians, uh, the girl from the horror movie. The what's her name? Internet star from that horror movie we saw two weeks ago. She she was in this show. Um, okay. So it's not just like film stars or whatever else. It's everybody, sports, basketball players. But they face off to produce produce like a homemade TV show. Okay. And it's like a five-minute TV show or whatever. And each week, there are six, I think, celebrities that have to make their own TV show. Kevin Smith is in this, by the way. 
He made he made a TV okay. show for this. Um, and then each week, one person gets voted off, uh, and one person wins. Uh, so one person is has the best one, and the person who has the worst TV show gets voted off, and then they add a new person in the next week. So it's nev- there's okay. always six people. Next week, the new celebrity is going to be Tori Spelling that they add. <laughs> and I would recommend going and looking up Ja Rule's uh, hero, Giro commercial, uh, where he makes a commercial for a Giro shop. It's kind of ridiculous. That's funny. Overall, what I give, give this a two. <laughs> ah, sounds amazing. What else have you seen? Right, I saw Snowpiercer, which I believe you've seen at least yeah. m- part of it. Are you up to date yeah. on Snowpiercer, or where are you at? No, I, 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 uh, I've seen uh, one episode, and then I was like, okay, this is good enough that I need to binge it, so I'm going to wait uh, to it ends. I just started it this week, and I think there were eight episodes out, so I was able to binge eight episodes. I'm right. not sure how much, how many episodes there are going to be in total, but I really okay. enjoyed it, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't have watched eight episodes when they're, you know, 45 right. minutes each. Um, some of the dialogue is kind of poor. Some of the cinematography is very, what's a good word for it, TV, not very film-esque. Mm. But the storyline is so interesting, and Jennifer Conley, I love uh, I've yeah, always she, thought she's a great actress, so yeah. all in all, I'm going to give Snowpiercer a 7.5. I think it could be better in places, but overall, it's a super entertaining show that I'd recommend to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she's very underrated. Was that everything? I saw one more show, a Home Game okay. from Netflix. This is a travel show? Travel slash sports show. Um, so they, oh, yeah, it's a travel show where I saw one episode of this. Okay, Sorry. which episode did you see? I saw the wrestling one. Okay, yeah, I saw three episodes. I saw the first couple episodes. So it it's a travel show where they go to a a city or a country and they find an interesting, unique sport to that place. And then they talk about the sport and the culture around the sport and this mm-hmm. and the country or city or whatever's. Um, embrace of, of said sport wherein nobody else in the world basically does this sport. Um, very interesting. Lots of very interesting sports. It's still just a standard travel show, so I'd give it a six. What do you think of the one episode you saw? Um, I, I think I picked the right one because I, I, I didn't especially uh, like, like it, to be honest. Uh, but I, I just thought the wrestling one was very interesting, at least. But it it felt very generic. Is that a good word for it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a standard travel show. It's not like... Um, there's nothing unique about it. Yeah, definitely. Right. What would you give the one episode? Uh, I would give it a 4.5. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I don't know if that's high or low. What did you give it? A six. Six? Okay, yeah. I thought it was interesting I, I, enough. It's very informative. If you want to be informed about weird sports, oh, then this is the sure. show for you. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, we did see, uh, because uh, me and Luke cheated, 
<laughs> we we watched the two last episodes of uh, Upload. Right, so if you are following along, which I don't know if anybody is, but if you were following along, oh. uh, make sure you go and watch episode 10 before you listen to this. Because uh, yeah. this is going to be spoilers. If you haven't seen the show, this is going to be spoilers for the end of the season. So yep. go watch the Spoiler season if you don't want to get spoiled here. But we're going to start with episode 9. Uh, yep. Update Eve, the uploads are looking forward to improvements in their new Lakeview operating system. Nathan and Nora stay up late to recover Nathan's missing memories, right? Because <clears throat> what happens is they're going to do a major update to the upload where Nathan is. Um, mm -hmm. Nora knows that this could either bring back all of his memories or if and if those memories do get brought back, it's possible that he could lose the memory of her and they're, you know, in love if if he loses the memory of her, how she's going to have him lost forever. So it's a very emotional episode. Yeah, I mean, the two two last episodes are emotional. Um, but this was so good that I, I convinced Luke to do season episode 10. I was like, Luke, can we please, please, please finish this? Because I really want to see how it ends. And to, to be honest with this show, it's like, I, I can split this uh, show in half. The first half of this show was very unimpressive for me, and the last half was uh, better. I, I'm not going to say it's brilliant. I think the, uh, the three last episodes are... Right, I think you're skipping ahead here a little bit. We're still on episode amazing. 9, and then we'll do over, right. overall after we do episode 10. So what do you think of episode okay. 9? Episode 9 was so good that I wanted to see episode uh, 10. <laughs> it it, it uh, clarified things. It made things very interesting. And we were totally guessing who had destroyed his car. Uh, we had so many, many theories. It was very, very good. Right, because the murder mystery really picked up in this episode as far as yep. who it could be. And we're, we're trying to guess, oh... This person definitely knew about it, but right. Uh, and and this person definitely knew about it, but how are those two people connected uh, to a third person who would be the actual killer? Who we were trying to figure out that whole episode nine, and then the uh, cliffhanger of episode nine is that when the update actually does go through, uh, Nora gets online to see if uh, if he if Nathan remembers her. And it seems like he does not remember her at the end of episode nine. Yep. Uh, episode ten, look. Episode ten, free on Nathan's restored memories and shifting emotional allegiances put Nora in physical danger. Yeah. Why do you start on this one? Uh, they start out with a bang in this episode. This this episode was definitely the best. Uh. It was just action, 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 action. I, I, I it, it feels like the three, definitely the three last episodes could be have been spread more, like even out of this uh, season all over. But I, I will say that in this episode they do something very, very few episodes dare to do, and they dare to leave on a cliffhanger that I, I have, I have never seen. So first and foremost, she is in danger, and she is also. Uh, he pretends at the beginning to not remember anything because he's so embarrassed 
of what he has done to his best friend. And right, because he, he lost all of his memories. And some of the memories right. he lost was him being a complete asshole to his business right. partner and his wife. And so when he remembers it, he's totally, not embarrassed, but like... Uh, oh, embarrassed. Yeah, okay. embarrassed, but he also hates himself. He's like, I really don't right. like who I am as a person. I thought I was a better person. And so he doesn't want to admit that to her, so he lies. Right. Uh, but not only that, he doesn't want to tell her over the upload connection because he doesn't want the people at upload to know that they were having a relationship either. Right. And uh, this creates a situation where he goes down to the, uh, what is it called? The four, five gig room or the four gig room? The or two, gig, like two gig, two gig room. Two gig room. Right. right. But this, this all happening as somebody breaks into Nora's apartment and tries to kill her with a mm -hmm. knife. And we do think that is uh, probably uh, the dad of his wife that has set all this in motion. Right, not the guy who was... tried to stab her with a knife. The guy who right. pay, paid the guy who was going to try to kill her. Uh, we, right. we At the end, of, well, what happens is the girl, he breaks up with his girlfriend who was paying mm -hmm. for him to stay in the upload. So when... Yep. He breaks up with her, he moves to the two-gig room because he can't afford to stay in the nice part of Upload anymore. Um, and this, she breaks down, she's totally distraught, uh, and then from that we find out she knew about her father uh, trying to kill Nathan. Uh, and right. then we see one of Nathan's old memories, and in Nathan's old memory, uh, we see the dad trying to buy the company from him. Uh, right behind his partner's back, right. Right. And then what happens and at the he, end? Uh, so at the ending, Nora is going on a date with this guy because he she wants to forget about Nathan, but calls him and says, "Hey, I love you. I can't forget you. We need. Uh, if you love me, say something back." And then we see that Nathan is gray and has lost his data, and she doesn't know about this, so she thinks he hung up on her. Feeling. Yeah, or yeah. just he. She wants him doesn't. to confirm the feelings that they have for each other. He ran out yeah. of data, and in the two gig room, if you run out of data, you you freeze. You can't talk. You can't move. And and it, she she doesn't know he he is there. That is kind of one of the plot points. Right, because he didn't have enough data to tell her. Like, he's right. trying to communicate in, like, very one-word answers, and she's like, what's going on? I, and he can't explain it to her, because if right. he does, it's going to run out of data. And before he can say, I love you, he runs out of data. And then she yeah. hangs up. So she thinks he forgot about her or whatever at the end of this. Right. Forgot about Nora. And then right at the end, his girlfriend comes in to the two-gig room, right. and he's... Well, yeah. his ex fiance, I think, is actually what it was. Yeah. Because uh, right. I don't yeah. think they ever actually got married. But. Right. Um, she says, I, I came into the update to be with you. And then we realize wait a second, his girlfriend committed suicide because she was so yep. depressed because he broke up with her. She committed yep. suicide so she could come into the upload to be with Nathan forever. And gives him two gigs, and he uses it on saying. I need to call Nora right away. 
and then we cut fade to black, cut to credits. Very good ending because it's like oh. not what we expected okay. at all. Definitely sets up for a second season. We still, it's not a hundred percent confirmed it was the dad. We we assume it is, right? Right. We we it it would be very weird because she finds out it is the dad and confronts the dad as well. So, <clears throat> right. I mean, there could be some weird twist in season two. I suppose that could you know, right. change things up, but definitely seems like the season two is going to be him trying to get away from his girlfriend and also trying to get Nora back, uh, which is going to be very interesting. And, I mean, one thing we did see in this season that they didn't really go into is the idea of re-uploading into a type of robot cyborg body. That could come into play in season two as well, where he comes out of the upload to be with Nora, if that makes sense. Yeah, so like I said... Very crappy start of this season. I'm going to admit that. Uh, I think I think it is fair to say that uh, the last. Uh, I I would at least say you would probably say the four last episodes. I would say the three last episodes plus one before that again. So uh, four out of ten episodes are fucking brilliant. I would say. Uh, that gives it a kind of a lower score than a normal show would get, but I'm still going to give this a 6.5. See, I was going to say a 6, so I think we're around the same. Um, yeah. It, definitely a binge show. This is not a show we were, we were supposed to watch no. episode by episode, because clearly, no. if you were to binge this, it would probably feel like a lot better show. Because uh, we broke it down, we were able to see where the bad parts and where the good parts were. And that's kind of right. what we do in in this review segment. And, and this show, though, specifically, like, I could see somebody getting into episode one, watching episode two, and then just not watching any more of it. But if they would have gotten to the end of the show, they probably would have enjoyed it. Right. So next week, we will not have a TV segment. We will have something other i'm not going to spoil the surprise no it's a special guest we can say it's a special guest it's a special guest but uh when we come back after that special guest what are we going to watch right uh what is the name of it it's a reality show called tough as nails oh (laughs) i was close what did you say i said hitting the nail (laughs) okay uh yeah. We assume this is going to be a pretty terrible, horrible, awful reality show. And that's kind of why yep. we want to see it. Because we want to see something really bad that we can make fun of and have this yep. segment for the next few weeks be just a comedy bit where we just make fun of this terrible reality show. But who knows? It could be great. Uh, we've seen the commercial for it, though. Right. NBC, was it? CBS. CBS. Uh, CBS. CBS and CBS yeah. All Access. It looks like right. it's starring the same guy who hosts America, uh, The Amazing Race. If you've ever seen The Amazing right. Race, the guy who hosts that is also hosting this reality show, uh, right. which is also on CBS, so it makes sense. I I think The Amazing Race is okay. <laughs> it's not my favorite. I've tried to get no. into it, and I just can't. I just, there's something a little too fake about it to me. Well, talking about fake looks, see what I did there? That was good, yeah. <laughs> yes, because we're going to talk about something that is fake, question mark. We're going to talk about something called Shug. 
Yeah, the first four letters and then the second four letters is how you pronounce it. Because I want to say Shungite. Shungite. Like where the G is silent. Like when I look at it. But it's actually Shungite. Yeah. Shungite. So this is my topic because I found this in kind of a weird way. Uh, I found this uh, um, uh, streamer on Twitch that has a YouTube channel uh, called Asmongold. Uh, and through him, we have this main topic. So, But what is Shungite? Shungite. Right. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of this just this week because of everything that's happened yes. with Twitch. And uh, can we just say that we planned this topic months ago. Months ago, before this Dr. Disrespect thing happened. So. We planned it probably two months ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Shungite is a black, lustrous, non crystal mineraloid consisting of more than 98 weight percent of carbon. So, 98% of its weight is carbon. It was first described from a deposit near Shunga village in Russia where it gets its name. That makes sense, I guess. And has been reported to contain trace amounts of fullerenes. Fullerenes. Fullerenes is an altrotrope carbon whose molecules consist of carbon atoms connected by a single and double bonds so as to form a close or particularly close mesh uh, with fused rings and five of the seven atoms. Okay, whatever that means. So like a specific molecule. So should we go to the Shanghai hub first? Sure, let's go there. It's the hub of Shanghai, so... so. Yes, it's shanghaihub.com. That's shanghaihub.com in one word. Uh, let's go to Shanghai for your health. They have five products. Uh, what they have here, uh, you can get uh, Shanghai harmonizers. Uh, they are uh, for restoring your energy quickly and effectively. You have Shanghai pendants. Uh, that is for uh, your choice of design for protection and healing. You have Nobile Shungite Pedant. Each is a unique look. Then you have a Shungite Belt for healing back pain and strong protection against negative energies. Then you have a Shungite Water Set. Uh... That is very small Shungite pieces that you can put in water. So apparently change the al- alkalinity of your water is what this is supposed to do. But let us I'm going to go back really quick to uses on the Wikipedia, and then we'll go to the benefits right after that. But Shungite has been used as a folk medical treatment since the early 1800s. From mm. uh, Peter the Great set up Russia's first spa to make use of the water purifying properties of Shungite, which... He himself had experienced. He also investigated it, u- its use in providing purified water to the Russian army. The antibacterial properties of shungite have been confirmed by modern testing. Shungite has also been used since the middle of the 18th century as a pigment for different types of paint. It is currently sold under the names Carbon Black or Shungite Natural Black. So it's like a dye for paint. In 1970s, shungite was exploited in the production of 
insulating materials known as shungsite. Shungsite is a pre is prepared by heating rocks with low shungite concentrations, and it's used as a low low density filler. So it, it can be used as like a insulator for a house, apparently. So I think we should go and talk a little about the benefits. Yeah. Uh, because there are three ways to use shungite, and this is uh, according to Mindfulness blog that we found. You can wear it as a jewelry, that's number one. Uh, for simple ritual, uh, wearing shungite jewelry, anytime you're feeling overwhelmed, bring your attention to the place where the stone is making contact with the physical body. Close your eyes and focus your breath. Be in for uh, four counts, four. Hold the count for four and exhale count of four. This deep, rhythmic breathing will bring you back to your center and will help you create stillness in your mind. You can't do that without this stone, by the way. I guess not. Well, uh, you can use it to ground yourself. Uh, uh, they use shungite for grounding by sitting in a chair and holding a piece of shungite in your lap. Feet firmly plant on the ground as you feel the weight of the shungite in your hands. Visualize roots extending from the shungite into your root chakra, because your root chakra is very important, look. And then extend downwards towards the soles of your feet and deep into the earth. And then you can use it to receive ancient wisdom. And lastly, to connect to, to the ancient wisdom of shungite, Livy says that you can uh, place some dried lemon leaves and shungite in a small pouch and tuck it into your pillowcase. Okay. Before you go to sleep, set the intention to experience and remember meaningful dream that will provide you guidance about something you needed to be healed in your life. She notes it's, uh, it's said that shungite holds ancient history, wisdom, and information. So it's perfect stone to help you uncover the cosmic message that come through from the agents. Okay, so I'm going back to Shungite Hub, and then there's another thing that says benefits of Shungite on that as well. And it has some extras besides those three. Uh... Reduces stress and improves health and well-being. Balances harmon and harmonizes your energy. Shields EMF and non-ionized radiation from Wi-Fi, electronic devices, and domestic appliances. That one we'll get into. Protects against negative yep. energy. Diffuses geopathetic stress. Brings peace and harmony. Uh, deepens meditation experiences and adds spir spiritual development. Please note, Fro, Shungite mm -hmm. therapy and related information is not a substitute for medical diagnosis or treatment. Be responsible with your health and always seek a professional advice when necessary. That is a disclaimer. So let's go into Shung Shungite for radiation protection, I guess. There's eight pro uh, products on this Shungite. Uh, okay. it's on more, the main, main more, page. 
yeah, more or less the same things, uh, but we will take it, talk about those that wasn't uh, in in the other one. You can also buy uh, uh, golden ratio pyramids selection of pyramids in matte and gloss finish, uh, stickers and magnets against harmful electronics uh, and non isoning frequencies. Okay. Then you can buy a Shung Knight's Fair, a Sphere, and a Bracelet. So go to... it's There's one that says Shung Knight for protection against radiation. It's 10 pounds to 15 pounds for a sticker. You see that? Yeah, yeah. Click click the link on that. It says, uh, Shung Knight stickers and magnets offer you powerful protection against harmful frequencies, including EMF and geopathetic stress will have beneficial effects on your health, mood, general well-being. The uses of Shungite plates and magnets do this. We have small Shungite stickers for your mobile phone, large Shungite stickers for your iPad, laptop, sockets, TVs, or PCs, Shungite magnets for your domestic appliances, including microwaves, fridges, and dishwashers. Okay. So how much... So 10 to 15 pounds... For, like, a sticker you're supposed to put on the back of your phone that's supposed to keep the yep. EMF waves from giving you cancer or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, reducing EMF non-ionizing uh, radiation and geographic stress will uh, have benefits, uh, effect on your health, mood, and general well-being. Did you know this? You can use shug knife plates and magnets to this. If your room suffer from significant uh, uh, harmful uh, fragrances, supply small pieces with powerful shug knife pyramids. How to take so, care of your shug knife. This is back on <laughs> mindbodygreen.com. Okay. How to take care of it. It's a good idea to take care of your stones and crystals so you can keep getting the most out of them. Uh, to cleanse your Shugnite by holding the crystal in your hand and breathing deeply, visualizing universal healing light filling the stone until all the negativity has been dissolved. See that the light expands until it surrounds the stone and fills your hands. Intend that the negativity be removed from the stone and dissolve. When you f- intuitively feel that the stone has been cleared, you may stop visualization. <laughs> But you could also intuitively <laughs> use your own breath to clear the stone using your own breath. You must first clear your mind out of any thoughts, then hold the crystal in one hand and breathe out forcefully while quickly waving your other hand over the crystal. <laughs> Do that in the middle of a mall, like uh, with everybody around you. Yeah. You won't look crazy at all. So what is an MSN in, in uh, America? Microsoft Network? Uh, when it says Shanghai Report by Valerie Burke, MSM. Yeah, main, uh, Microsoft Network. Is it that? Really? Probably. Well, it, does it have a link? Valerie, written by Valerie Burke, MSN. I thought that were, meant uh, like you, uh, that you're a pre- pre- practitioner or something? That you have a medical degree? Well, let me look it up. And you go into... Something we found because we were like, this can't be real. Like none, this well, clearly the stuff about uh, blocking uh, 
electronic waves from your cell phone, that's, right. to me, clearly ridiculous. But some things about this apparently are true. So go into the U.S. National Library of Medicine's uh, little article about shungite. Antidoxant and antiflammatory effect of shungite against ultraviolet BR radiation inducted skin damage in hairless mice. So they did this test on hairless mice. So ultraviolet uh, radiation often causes skin diseases. A short-term uh, UV exposure. It would could suppress uh, immune fusion and chronic exposure. It could lead to uh, photo aging or uh, carisomona. Skin damage induced by UV irritation includes ephoma and things like that. You can also get cancer, of course. Uh, According to scholars, even if Shungnite has been around for a billion of years, the percentage uh, uh, of this is very like small. Uh, scientists have shown an interest of study of the carbon from the Shungnite uh, rocks over two centuries, focusing mainly on the structure, chemical balancing, and geological uh, uh, information. Uh, Shungite rocks contains one of the oldest non-crystal carbons found in Originite's uh, village named Shunga in the uh, Karelian shore of the Lake Onanga in Russia. In this study we explored uh, the therapeutic uh, uh, use of uh, Shungite against UVB skin damage compared to any other uh, antioxidant power of minimal rich shungite and uh, yeah on mice guess what it fucking works right so this could indicate some type of use for skin cancer is what we're seeing right um which is very interesting i guess i mean that that's one thing we've seen as far as proof that this does anything. Um, one of the big problems is we don't see any proof that this does anything anywhere else. This is the only piece of kind of actual uh, reviewed evidence that we can find that proves that most of the people talking about this, it's like, oh, it'll open your eye, third eye, and will uh, right. fulfill your every dream state uh, wish and things like that just you know ridiculous kind of gobbledygook answers as to what this is supposed to do so did you find out what an M msn was apparently it's a master of science in nursing so it's like a nurse okay but like it's rn like a registered nurse is a master of science in nursing but there's actually something called the doctor of nursing practice which is actually above the msn which would be uh, even more legitimate so it's kind of in between being a nurse and being above whatever this is. Right. Because this is uh, by Valerie Burke. We have no clue who, who this girl is. She has also looked into this. Uh, according to her, it is uh, uh, something to do with grades of Shungnite. And also, uh, Shungnite water is very central in in 
in in getting people to use it for uh, inflammation and things like that because it contains a lot of m- minerals. Spoiler alert: old stones. Does that. <laughs> but that's what they're made out of. That's why they're rocks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, if you go to shungniteholesale.com, the link that I sent you, it's uh, says can shungnite be harmful? But then if you yep. go to the right on that page, there's November 21st, I posted an article called Ways Shungnite Water Will Improve Your Life. You see that? The link that you just sent me? It's on the run sheet. Can shungnite be harmful? Common sense side effects oh, of shungnite. Oh, dear. Okay, okay. Sorry. Uh, so, shungnite yes. water... Is, shungnite is a stone in a unique rock that can found... Right, it's in Russia... Shungite stones or powder are able to be purified and decontaminate water you are drinking. The fullerenes, which compromise the atomic structure of the shungite, attack bacteria and other waste elements in the dirty water and eventually eliminate them or stabilize them if it is possible. The main target of elimination or neutralization are bacteria, microbes, heavy metals. Shungite water is reported to be 95% more clear then before shungnite was applied and 85% of applications to oh it helps to eliminate bad smells from water as well who's smelling their water wow. <laughs> i don't know wine kind of surfs says shungnite water is the cheapest means of comprehensive healing and protection and it is very effective and can pro- prove to be all positive feedback we get from you your clients purchase shungnite water stone to bring some of the famous Northern healing into your life. Okay. So that's what some people use it for, is like purifying their water. But actually, when we were at the Wikipedia, it does say that that's proven to be true as well. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. Because it is very big and it's fucking gray. We have tried very, very, very hard to find one negative article about Shug Nights. I, I, can, I can hardly say I have had this much, <laughs> much difficulty finding anything difficult. There's anything, there's, there's bad about, uh, stuff online about love, but I can't find one fucking article that says something bad about Shug Nights. Well, I found one. one. I found one, but there was also a couple that uh, you would go to the link of the article that was supposed to be, you know, debunking Shung Knight or something like that, and they would go to right. a 404 error, meaning they had been taken down or whatever. But this one from uh, sec- Skeptoph- oh, Skeptophilia, so like skeptics, right? Skeptophile. Right. Uh it's talking about the sketchy science of magic rocks, which is basically what this is. Shungnite, we're told, is a carbonist deposit found in Russia. It contains large quantities of fullerenes, molecules made up of lacotikes, arrays of carbon atoms. Uh, buckyballs and carbon nanotubes are two types of these you might be familiar with. Because of its high concentration of these fullerenes, Shungnite has... A variety of amazing properties. It can purify water, natural antioxidant, antibacterial. It speeds up healing, stimulates the immune system, suppress allergies. It can act like a carrier for 
biological active molecules, and it can neutralize the effect of electromagnetic fields. Right, like we said. Mm -hmm. It sounds like pretty amazing stuff, no? Well, alarm bells immediately went off for me. Anytime someone says that one substance can cure all, the, all of these ills, it sets off my skepticness. Uh, but here's where it gets interesting, because to support his or her claims, the writer starts throwing around some scientific terminology and gets a bunch of it wrong. Uh, right, so Shrunknight is um, contains almost the entire periodic table is one thing people claim. Uh, this is actually the first claim, uh, but this is obviously not true. It does not contain any arsenic or plutonium. Uh, Shrunknight is a catalyst which ensures decomposition of organic substances, sorbed and restoration of sorbent properties. Honestly, I'm not even sure what this is supposed to mean, he says. Catalysts are a chemical that alter the rates of chemical reaction. Uh, it would be yeah. a little on the dangerous side to consume if that was true, because our, <laughs> our bodies are basically big blobs of organic substances. Uh, Shugnite is an electroconductive rock. Well, lots of stuff is electroconductive, including the wiring in my house, but I'm not sure why this is relevant. <laughs> the presence of Shugnite material close to the source of the cellular frequency radiation significantly weakens the effect on human body. Once again, what the hell is this supposed to mean? What is cellular <laughs> frequency radiation? I don't know, but it sure does sound good. <laughs> and it says, and so oh. on and so on. I tried to substantiate a few of these claims and ran across a few articles that seem reliable uh, and support the water purification, but neither of them say the least about taking this stuff internally as far as uh, drinking it. This article, just, like, it might purify water, but is it good for you to drink said water? Um, right. This article describes research into the novel cancer, th novel cancer therapy using these fullerenes and light uh, in a bigger cancer cell. This is the article we read, by the way. But as far as I can tell, the find has an effect only on being observed in cell structures and not in living organisms. Otherwise, the right. best I could find regarding biological effects of fullerenes uh, says that they are found in soot and are essentially non-toxic. Not exactly a ringing endorsement of the health benefits. They're essentially non-toxic, Fro. Right. Essential. But yeah, no, it's, it, it, it is very, very, very weird. And it is very uncommon of something that is kind of has been there out for so long to not find anything neg negative about it. Like, this one article from 2012 was on the only thing that we found. And some of the ones that we did find had been deleted or were no longer on the internet. And then I guess we should go into uh, Dr. Disrespect right now. How's that sound? Yeah. That sounds like a perfect... Uh, transition because this week um dr disrespect was of course kicked off of twitch nobody seems to really know why uh but his nope. channel is gone where it looks like it's going to be a, a lifetime ban but nobody really knows what's going on so it's hard to tell uh there's a lot of different theories as to why it is some of them being that he was uh, courting other streaming services which makes no sense to me yep. because he was like the biggest person on Twitch, why would he need to find another place to stream, right? Unless, it doesn't make the sense that he would go to a smaller 
smaller streaming service to stream to less people. I, I don't see that being a good idea for him. But another reason that people theory, conspiracy theory, I guess you could say, the reason he got kicked off is that he was promoting Shungite. And it's possible he was kicked yeah. off of Twitch for promoting uh, unsafe, you know, medical advice. Very similar to when Alex Jones got in trouble for the whole right. uh, COVID-19 toothpaste thing. Yeah, because we found this article, or I found this article on Game Rant. <laughs> what is Shungite and what does uh, Dr. Disrespect have to do with it? Twitch streamer and Dr. Disrespect discuss Shungite uh, and uh, is uh, producing comical content. Uh, the internet is uh, producing com uh, com comical content about his interests. So he has uh, on his streams uh, very clearly said that he has used this and is promoting it. It says, after repeating the name of The Rock, the streamer asked if subscribers knew what it was and somewhat predictable, not many of them did. The streamer explained that he believes that Shungite protects people from unwanted frequencies in the air. Exactly what frequencies yep. are unwanted and what kind of protection the streamer needed is unclear. Dr. Disrespect concluded the story quickly, explaining that he purchased a lot of items and had put the stones, stone formations all around his house. Naturally, the community that supports the Twitch streamer were quick to create humorous content, meaning memes and things about this whole <laughs> issue. Yeah, yeah. And I saw the video well, of him talking about, actually, the video of him saying, I have these all around my house. I can't 100% tell if it's true or if he's joking around because right. Dr. Disrespect has a very dry sense of humor. It's kind of hard to yeah. tell when he's joking sometimes. Yeah, no, it, uh, it, it is a weird way of fitting in with this week's week's uh, news with Dr. Disrespect being banned maybe from Twitch. I, it is so extremely weird. And it, it's I can see them that... getting after seeing that video, I can see them getting mad at him and being like, hey, you can't be giving out medical advice uh, as, right. as, as on our platform. Yeah. Because that's one of the things we have not talked about yet. They also say that Shang Knight cure cancer. And here is where I have the big problem. Uh, as many people know, I have lost people to um, family members and friends to cancer. And cancer research is one of the things that I support most in, in my life. Like, cancer research is extremely important for me. And people getting uh, so desperate that they are looking for an alternative is never a good thing. And selling this as a miracle cure really gets to my heart. Like people uh, drinking uh, Shanghai water because they think that it will cure cancer, but are not willing to take the necessary steps that the doctor tells them, like sure. chemotherapy or anything like that. So this is where, where where I feel like this stone has has uh, some blame on uh, uh, where people are selling it as uh, the cure for cancer because that is not what it is really. And what I have a problem with is we covered five G conspiracy here on the podcast yep. about people burning yep. down towers, like 
Right. Actually going to, like, physically burn down a tower, which could, if actually a tower came over, could actually hurt somebody, or they could hurt themselves lighting it on fire. And the reason they're doing that is because they believe this 5G is attacking their brain. And these people yeah. are saying, hey, we have this rock that's going to stop that from happening. Essentially right. confirming that the 5G conspiracy is real without saying yeah. that it's real. But saying, hey, we have something to fix it. Yeah. So in, in a so way, they're validating 5G conspiracy as well. So where does this lay on the crisis scale? I'll give it a 7. Yeah, I'm at a 7 as well. And the uh, police people that sell Shung, Shung Knight don't sell it as a miracle cure for fucking cancer. Cur- curing cancer is something you should leave to doctors. There are things that are, that are it, it's proven to do. Like, it has proven uses. Just don't sell it as the right. things that it's not proven to do or, or that are ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Look, we skipped a TV uh, news uh, thing. Let's do that when we're talking about news. Uh, Beavis and Butthead is maybe coming back. Right. It already came back, right? Uh, Beavis and Butthead reboot is coming to coming uh, uh, Comedy Central with maybe a spin-off. Yeah, but didn't MTV do a reboot like a few years ago? Did I? Yeah, MTV did a reboot like in how long? Jeez, let me look it up. But yeah, read a little bit into this article and I'll look it up. Okay, Dust of Your Nostalgia from the late 90s. Nine. Uh, spent uh, watching MTV's Beavis and Butthead, staring those profane and uh, thermally sh- shocking <laughs> couch lowing. They're coming back for more. It's time around. They uh, will appear uh, in a reboot on Comedy Central is calling Reimagining of uh, Mike Judge uh, Seminole MTV animated movie show uh the announcement uh doesn't give clues of uh whatever the two leads will be teenager who t- time traveled question mark or if it's finally granted to adulthood but uh, comedy central uh stressed that uh, the gen x defining leads are back and entered a whole new gen c world Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing 2014 Mike Judge announced that there will, uh, there's a chance of pitching Beavis and Butthead to another network. It seems like they made it for MTV and might have sold it to Comedy Central is what, I'm, what it's looking ah. like to me. Ah. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I love Beavis and Butthead. I will stand behind it. I don't really care what other people seem that it's... Uh, it is probably a little dated, but I don't really care. I love it still. The animation definitely is looks dated when you rewatch like the original episodes. Um, I love the animation. That is kind of the charm of it. I guess so. I I just thought the jokes were always funny, but uh, at least the last time I watched it, it kind of felt dated. Mm. Hollywood hopes. Uh, for salvaging this summer season, but has effectively ended uh, the releases of both Christopher Nolan's Tenant and Walt Disney's Mulan, uh, which were both delayed. Uh, the film Mulan was set to s- set for late August, and the film initially planned to open in March, uh, and is 
has been slated for July 4th, or was slated for July 24th. Uh, so now it's on August 21st. So everything's getting bumped because mostly because of the cr- uh, spike in coronavirus here in America. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not super shocked by this uh, by any means. And of uh, course, it's a, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's a little sad, but uh, I mean, I can wait a little more for Christopher Nolan's Tenant. I mean, it's one of my most anticipated movies of this year, but I don't want people be to be killed by it, so it's totally okay. And of course, AMC Theaters, the nation's largest stage, is now pushing back its plans to begin reopening theaters, which we talked about last weekend, the week before. Right. By two weeks, it says uh, the company had planned on opening theaters mid-July, but last week, July theatrical release calendar was effectively wiped clean when Disney and Warner Brothers decided to le- delay Milan and Tenant. So basically... They wouldn't have any movies to show even if they did open up, so what's the point? Right. I totally get that. <laughs> it would be kind of hard to showing movies. That were, I mean, you could show second-run stuff, stuff that's already been out you know, for a few weeks, and you just show yeah. that for a couple weeks, but I don't know. You probably wouldn't make as much money. So I've talked about how fucking irritated I was about Gun with the Wind going away from HBO and... Uh, uh, Everybody proved my theory of let's not forget about things, just let's have a little warning because it's all of a sudden it sold amazingly on Amazon. Well, guess what? Look. It says Gone with the Wind returns to HBO Max uh, with a warning. Gone with the Wind has been reinstated to HBO Max alongside the disclaimers saying it denies the horrors of slavery in 1939. In the 1939 film, set during the American Civil War, uh, was removed from the streaming site earlier this month. Right, so they're they're putting it back on there with a warning, just like we said. <laughs> what a shock! I'm I'm so surprised they want to uh, give the audience the one number one selling movie back. Such a surprise! Hypocrites are what we call that. Hypocrites. Look it up in the fucking dictionary and you will see a picture of the HBO Max people. Anyway, have you seen the movie this week? Well, I saw a stand-up bit. Uh, the Eric Andre Legalize Everything special on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw a few different podcasts that were promoting it, so I think that's the reason I watched it is just because I saw a lot of people talking about it. Um, it was good. I mean, it was a lot about legalizing drugs a lot of stories about drugs but it also had a, a few bits about uh racism and different things and this was made in november and he was talking about the tv show cops which was very interesting him talking about how bad <laughs> cops is as a show and he was talking about it you know last year uh the whole thing was very funny but you have to like kind of the over-the-top stylings of eric andre he's actually in his stand-up is subdued compared to the TV show if you've seen his TV show. Overall, I'd give it, um... I'll give it a 6.5. I have sadly seen this TV show, and that's why I have not seen this, because you told me about it, and I'm not a big fan of his, to be honest. I thought it was pretty good for a stand-up. He did some interesting stuff I've never seen done in stand-up. Not a super... I think it was under an hour, but it was still pretty good. 
So I saw a movie that you can't see because I told you about it and you looked for it. But uh, in Norway, at least, Assassination Nation, that is very hard to say, uh, from 2018 came back uh, or came on Netflix in Norway, at least. Uh, so I watched it again and I still very much liked it. Uh, I still give it a, an eight. All right, I saw My Spy, uh, <laughs> which came out in April. Yeah, it sure did, and I saw the same fucking movie. Oh, did you? With a large David Batista. Uh, David Batista and a kid I have never, ever seen before. I, I don't think I have either, but it's very possible I've seen her in something and just don't remember. Um it's about That's funny. a CIA agent who uh, and his partner who are surveilling mm-hmm. uh, a mom and her daughter because they're waiting for a bad guy to come and get in touch with them, which I guess is their father, right? They're waiting for the father to come back because he's some kind of international criminal. So they're just keeping an eye on these two in case that guy tries to come back to contact them. Uh, but the little girl catches them surve- surveilling them. And uh, it goes from there. Uh, what do you think of this movie? <laughs> I'm not sure I'm the audience with. Uh, I, I I hate to say this, but I I really didn't like this movie at all. I I thought it was very cliche, and that child, she can't act <laughs> at all. She's the worst thing about this movie, I think. All right, what well, would you give it number-wise? Uh, four. I mean, there were some decent action scenes. A lot of the dialogue is very terrible. There's a lot of child actors in it. Um, some of the stuff with Batista is just so silly, the way they portray him as, like, yeah. I don't know. They portray him as, like, this giant or something giant man like andre the giant the whole time um which i mean he's a big guy but i don't think if you're a big guy like that people just continuously point it out the way they do in this film uh overall i give it a 4.5 oh so we're not that close no not not that far i mean right from each other yeah it was it wasn't a good movie but you know Again, it wasn't for us, probably. It's for a younger audience. No. Yes. Uh, I mean, it was the Tooth Fairy, but with Dave Batista, kind of. 16-year-old me would love this. Maybe. Maybe. What else did you... What else did you see? Uh, Athlete A. I saw this week, which I think you saw last oh, week. Oh, yeah. Which is I a documentary did, yes. about uh, gymnastics and uh, some... One specific guy, I guess, that was involved in a lot of uh, molestation cases in U- mm-hmm. U.S. gymnastics specifically, but also a lot about these two Russian uh, coaches mm-hmm. were in it as well. Overall, I give it probably a 7.5. Good, interesting topic. Had a lot of very in-depth yeah. information, but pretty standard documentary. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, like I said last week, so... But... Jeremy, you can skip the podcast now. 
because we are going to talk about what movie, Luke? The Eurovision movie. Uh, what is it called? Fire something? Fire Saga? Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Okay. Yes. yes. So I'm going to give this two scores, one with my brain and one with my Eurovision arch. So, uh, look, uh, I will begin a little. Uh, this is a movie uh, that I have uh, been looking forward to. Me and you saw it on Saturday? Friday. Friday. Okay. Yep. Uh, and and uh, it has Will Ferrell uh, in it uh, and Ad- Adams. I run. What is her first name again? Uh, Rachel? Rachel McAdams, yeah. McAdams, yes. Uh, And it's about this group uh, that is uh, more or less set in a situation where they uh, need to be in the Eurovision. They have always wanted to be in the Eurovision. Uh, They get to get there into a situation that we're not going to spoil anything. Uh, It's a very standard comedy about uh, love and music and things like that. I thought it was totally okay with my my brain. I give it the 6.5. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was very formulaic in the sense that yeah. it looked like they just had a script already written that yeah. they've made 20 other movies with the same script and just filled in the blanks of Eurovision person here, 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 whatever. Right. Um, I mean, it still had very funny comedic parts, which that oh, yeah. was the thing we were. I was most interested in seeing. I mean, the I don't want to see. They didn't really have that much singing. There was a a little bit here and no. there. The contest itself, right. the one scene at the party, but that was about it. Right. right. Um, and the comedy was decent. I wouldn't say it was top level. It didn't make me laugh no. every joke. Uh. I give it a six. Uh, then I will turn on my Eurovision arch, and uh, I will give it an eight. And uh, the reason why I will do that is all the cameos are amazing. For people that uh, know Eurovision, this is a very big love letter, especially one of the scenes that Luke hated the most, uh, where there's an impromptu singing scene. Every Eurovision uh, fan will love that. It is. It has some uh, cameos of people that I think Eurovision fans will love. So for Eurovision fans, I give this an eight. <laughs> okay, is so, that fair? I mean, it's fair for you, I guess. So <laughs> <laughs> looks like I don't really care. Right. It doesn't like. <laughs> It, you're gonna like if you're gonna give it one, two scores, you might as well just average those scores and give it a whatever seven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I will average it and give it a seven now. But look, we have a trailer and three other movies to talk about. What is going on? That is all I can say. Is this a found footage movie? 
Yeah. Nineteen ninety two Blind Melon had the number one song in America. Singer Shannon Hood always had a camera with him. Okay. So it's about Blind Melon. I never heard of Blind Melon in my life. You've heard this song though, right? Nope. Oh, it's a good song. Definitely a found footage movie. Hi, I'm the cameraman. I'm the one that's not getting videoed that much because I'm making sure that everybody else has priceless video footage for the future. <laughs> Finding it all the way. Finding it all the way? Yeah. I listened to this. I guess it could be interesting. It looks like a, you know, just a look in the past, into the 90s, which is interesting to me because that's when I was a kid. If there's not at least 500,000 people here by Sunday, we're going to be surprised. You know when you have, like... Oh yeah, 94... Wood stuck, I remember that. You just get all emotional and your eyes tear up and shit. The problem is... I don't really want to say this, but it looks very crappy. Maybe you ought to just mind your own fucking business. You tell me the drugs aren't good sometimes. <laughs> now it's getting into the darker stuff. I, I understand the concept of it. I just like don't really. Right now. I've seen kind of those movies before, and it's not my kind of movie. Right. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but and it's hard to tell from this trailer if it's if it's gonna work or not. I'm interested in it though. As quickly as it might have come, it can be gone that soon. I like the camera footage because I used to use a high eight camera all the time, and this just looks like. All this skate footage I shot when I was like 16. <laughs> and I like Oscilloscope. Yeah. They do good stuff, actually. They do. So, what is this Oscar nominated movie all about, Luke? Uh, yeah, all I can say documentary An Intimate Video Diary of Shannon Hoon, the late lead singer of the old. Rock band Blind Melon, uh, 9.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 46% on Metacritic, 94% of Google users liked it. So scores scores look good. This was very, very, very hard to find scores uh, for uh, on other things than Rotten Tomatoes. So I went there uh, because Google I didn't have have one for some some reason okay weird that's very strange uh yeah i i i have i don't think i have ever seen that to be honest this was a very independent movie so it's maybe they just i don't know who knows uh fans of Hoon will trill uh to all the footage for others it will be a tr pretty Tough Hole, said Sheila O'Malley from RogerEbert.com. 
regardless of the band's magical musical legacy, uh, the film finds uh, a bittersweet emotional r- rhythm. Admit its uneven structures, says Tad uh, Jogson from uh, Umer Cinemalog. All right, I went to the Facebook. They're talking a little bit on there about this. Um, I guess I'll start with kind of something negative because I couldn't really find any negative reviews, but something a lot of people were saying on the Facebook. Apparently, they released this on their own website is where this came from. Okay, oh, I'm seeing okay. very confusing release information. It says available to stream, but I, I just see a list of cities and venues, uh, and then a, a response from somebody: "You need to go to the venue you want to support and click tickets. It'll give you an option to watch at home and then download." So it's like very confusing how you're supposed to get this. Other people are saying, mm. I'm going to have to try again in the future. I, I spent a couple hours trying to watch it uh, after buying it and will not spend a minute longer. Anyways, having issues, I'm trying to watch the film. I've purchased and it's successful. I purchased it successfully, but I hit start watching and just get a black screen. A lot of, a lot of that, <laughs> Fro, uh, wow. on the Facebook, the people complaining. But some positive ones as well. Such an amazing film. I watched it the other day. I started to realize that Shannon actually made this film as if he knew the whole time that it would one day become a movie. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, like I said, we have three other movies coming out. What is this? What is happening? Why are they all of a sudden releasing other movies? I think what the place we actually get the like breakdown of the movies i think they were went through a little bit of a transition period where they would always have all the movies but the they would always have like the movies that were in the theaters up at the top of the list and once the those movies didn't exist all of a sudden the the website kind of started to lose uh accuracy if you remember i had to kind of like change Mm. things around all the time i think maybe they were like had minor staff because of the virus possibly as well you know what i'm saying working from Mm. home and everything else so i think that maybe had something to do with it more than that people weren't putting out movies possibly so irresistible came out uh directed by john stewart screenplay by john stewart Mm -hmm. uh and it has a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 47% on Metacritic. It has Rose Byrne, Steen Carell, and Chris Cooper in it. Uh, I, I love Chris Cooper. Uh, another movie that came out, Beats. This is not Beats, the Netflix movie from last year, but it's Beats no. from June 26, 2020. Two teenage boys in Scotland in 1994, best friends with no control over their lives, risk everything to attend an illegal rave, hoping for the best night of their boring lives. 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, bro. 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. 88% of Google users liked it. So, that could be a good one right there. The Transistence, uh, Roger... Transcendence. Oh, Transcendence, sorry. No, uh, Roger uh, Rasputin, like uh, Drifter, in search of the ultimate indie rock band. A band that uh, was you know, on the brink of greatness before disappearing from the world. What he finds is less than uh, Transcendent. A band that was 
uh, all but abandoned society, a host of unpleasant memories and more questions than answers in his uh, search. Such set in Wonderland of America, do it yourself music scene, and populated by many great musicians, he must decide what is more important: fame, and adult uh, adul- adultation. What is that? Ad- Adulation, like uh, che- people cheering for you. Ah, or staying true to you. This is directed by I don't have a clue. Uh, Derek and Honan. Oh, Derek. Mystery suspense, uh, written and directed by Derek Ahonen, an Indican Pictures film. We don't have any scores for this. I don't actually nope. know how you can even get a hold of this movie. <laughs> no clue. We found a link on Rotten Tomatoes, so look this. So, I have to ask you this, because now I actually can ask you, what of these four movies would you watch? I mean, it's in between All I Can Say and Beats, because Beats actually sounds kind of interesting, and it's got really good oh, scores, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So probably Beats, what I would watch first, because it looks more like a story-driven yeah. thing, at where the other one's more of a found footage. I don't know, what about you? I, I totally agree. I would uh, see Beats in a heartbeat. Uh, I would actually probably see the Transcendence, because that is sounds... Like a very, very, very bad movie. It does sound like it could be terrible. But uh, the other one's directed and written by Jon Stewart. So I think it's just like all these movies have potential. Yeah, I mean, Jon Stewart can be funny sometimes and sometimes not. Right. (laughs) Hey, audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audible. Trial.com slash another digital citizen. You want to hear uh, about a book I bought this week? Sure. Buy a book, Marf. Uh, <laughs> why, why is that always on my mind when we talk about this? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's such a weird reference. Uh, I bought uh, The Templars, The Rise and a spectacular fall of God's holy warriors about uh, uh, the Templars in in Jerusalem in in 1307 by Dan Jones. Yeah, very very interesting uh, novel. When you said Dan, I automatically thought you were going to say Dan Brown, but it, for some right. reason, right? <laughs> Just sounded correct. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because he also has read read things like that before. <laughs> has written. He has maybe read as well. Probably. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Jeremy Round, I guess. Let's do coming next end. week. Uh, news of the week. Okay. Uh, special guest instead of TV. Uh, mm-hmm. Another digital review of The Truth. What do you think that's about? I'm going to think that is a documentary about the Bay of Pigs. I think it's got to be like a mystery thriller. <laughs> okay. Kind of like the box. You know what I mean? Um, but, but look, what are we doing for main topic? And what haven't we done this before? 
Uh, we're going to do InfoWars. No, we have not done this before, I don't think. Are you sure? <laughs> we did no, uh... We did a long time ago, which nobody probably even remembers. We did like a InfoWars news segment. That's about as close right. as we got. Where instead of doing the news, we just went to InfoWars and made fun of their news. <laughs> yep, we did. But yeah, no, we're going to talk about InfoWars. That will be fun. That will definitely not get us... Uh, in trouble or anything, if, especially if we put it in the title. I doubt we'll put it in the title, but it'll be in the description probably. I doubt we will even put it in the description. <laughs> we will be banned. You're not allowed to talk about the Infowars, you say, look. You're okay. not allowed to talk about it. Uh, yes, so Jeremy Rand. Uh, Jenna Marbles getting kicked off of YouTube, or actually quitting YouTube, but she basically got bullied, yeah. bullied off of YouTube. Because yeah. people were attacking so her for old videos that were like, yeah. weren't even on YouTube anymore. They were ones that had, she had taken private, so people couldn't even see them. And she took them private because they, she knew that they were offensive, but then yeah. people still got mad at her for videos that basically didn't exist. And then... Uh, she ended up getting so annoyed by it that she quit YouTube, which is very sad. I mean, I didn't like all of her stuff, but some of her stuff I thought was funny. Uh, Joe, uh, talking about John Stewart, uh, did you see Joe Rogan experience with him? I saw some clips. I didn't listen to the whole thing. Right. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm a big fan of 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 both of them, so I had to to watch that. Uh, like Joe Rogan will be so different when he moves to Spotify. It, it, it is so strange. But yeah, I think maybe the most interesting podcast he did uh, this week with was with Aaron Snyder. I have never heard of this guy in my entire life. Have you? No, I didn't see anything about this. So uh, he is the president of uh, Kifaro International. It's yeah. Just look, uh, look it up. It's very, very interesting. People are not happy with Joe Rogan right now. Over mostly over his stance on masks, because people are not happy. Ah. So mm. I, I've got to agree with them. I'm not really happy with Joe Rogan. I haven't been listening to his stuff as much. He's, I don't know. I can understand like he seems to not really give a shit anymore. Uh, yeah. because he's going to Spotify and he's got a guaranteed deal, so he doesn't have to really care that much. So I don't know. It seems like some of the quality of his guests have gone down. Like he's just having on people that uh, I don't want to listen to. Uh, speaking of masks, uh, they made it required for everybody in Oregon to have masks just this week. Oh, that's a little late. <laughs> Better late than never, I guess. Never, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. People had been wearing. I hadn't really been to. I've been to town twice in the last few weeks, just because everything's been cooling down a little bit. And I've always worn a mask and gloves uh, when I go to town, or you know, when I'm at, in a store and everything. Um, and I see probably fifty percent of people wearing masks at any given place uh, on average, probably fifty percent. So now it's going to be required. Yeah. Anywhere you go to be wearing a mask, which I think is probably going to cause some tension with people who, you know, don't want to wear a mask, but want to go into a specific store. So look out for that next week, probably. 
Hey, look, stop me if you have heard me saying this before. Totti Westbrook is in the news. <laughs> Again, with allegations against Jeffree Star. Again. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw stuff. Again. Yes. <laughs> have we talked about this before? <laughs> yeah, and Keemstar oh. and H3H3 are still going at, at it this week. Uh, even harder yeah. than before, basically. Um Oh, and Reddit banned a bunch of people off of Reddit. A bunch of different groups, uh, a bunch of different sub subgroups were deleted off of Reddit. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Both uh, conservative and liberal sites were deleted off. When de- when Reddit is editing speech, that's when I go. This is starting to get a little nuts. Reddit, Reddit's yeah. doing this. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm going to talk about the most amazing thing. Let's end with a very good thing. Because Cyberpunk 2077 is soon outlook. And I'm sorry, but we need to cancel the podcast for at least one month. Because I will play that uh, game (laughs) 24-7. It looks so amazing. I can't wait. Everybody is saying it's awesome. And people have pre-played uh, some parts of it. I have seen breakdowns of it of on the internet. It looks so good. It looks so good, look. I can't wait. Wait. Ah, oh, so good. Okay, Anything let's else? wrap up the show. <laughs> okay, uh, I am from Norway. My name is Fro. Well, who are you? My name's Luke. I'm from here. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. 